0: Hi, and welcome to WRVU Nashville. I'm Chris Augustinos, here with Sales. Uh, We've got Lauren and Jordan and Malcolm, who's their touring drummer. Uh, This band from Orlando has over a million monthly listeners, and their newest album, Forever and Ever, came out last summer. Uh, How have you guys been doing since the release?
1: We've been keeping busy. You know, like, we're an independent band. we got a lot of work to do.
2: Yeah, it's a a constant grind. Um, I think everybody in this industry would say, it seems like it's all just fun, but you are really working all the time. Uh, it's, it's very fun, though.
1: Yeah, Jordan's working on coding our website right now. we got packages to ship out. I'm making <laughs> tour posters. We're working on music.
0: So you guys have developed a really amazing sound, uh, and it feels like you're kind of starting to rock a little harder. Uh, you come right out of the gate with Spiral. Uh, which is the first track on "Forever and Ever"? Have there been any specific drivers or influences that sort of brought you in this direction?
2: It's interesting because like uh, a lot of the sound on that on this record, that's um, more of like a more of a rock sound, like especially Spiral. and that, uh, that's and that's that small in particular. Uh, I was definitely inspired like you know by songs like uh, "Dreams" by Fleetwood Mac, just really you know steady baseline. And, and I personally, uh, my background hasn't really been in that type of music, so um, I would say I've been more, uh, throughout the years I've been listening to more, you know, like 70s, 60s, 70s, like rock, which is not something I grew up listening to, so I'd say that that's definitely what inspired a lot of the riffs and aesthetic of uh, some of the songs off that record.
0: Yeah, What uh, what did you grow up listening to?
2: Uh, just, like, a lot of electronic music and, like, hip-hop. ton kind of, like, Europe, European, like, tech, you know, techno acts. Uh, I, I think it's worth mentioning The Prodigy. Um, rest in peace to uh, Keith. Um, like, bands like that, that Punk, The Prodigy, ATB. Like, in, ter- on the, in the hip-hop realm, uh, definitely, like, Dr. Dre. Like, The Chronic, to me, is still one of the most... It's only one of the most, like, well-produced... Records of all time in any genre. So yeah, that that's uh, what I you know was listening to a lot. And then and then two the 2000, 2008 came around, and I started listening to a lot more like indie you know style music. And uh, it's hard to deny that that was a huge influence on our on my on my sound. Like a lot of stuff that we've been doing in the last like ten years. A lot of beach house records and them and You know all, all all the stuff that people are digging digging these days.
0: And um so your bio. You guys describe yourselves as all the pop, no industry bullshit, uh, which I love. Um, Where where do you see pop going?
1: I don't think Jordan and I are really sure or really care. We're definitely on our own wavelength. I think we call our music pop because it's like easier and it's sort of a catch all.
2: Yeah, to me, to me, pop just means like what is relatable at any given moment. Uh, There's like all types of, you know, you know, bands and acts and artists like making all types of music. So it's not really pop in the sense of a a sound, just like what is relatable to people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then as far as, you know, things progressing, uh, it seems like, you guys have embraced some sorts of innovation in your releases. I, I think you had a, a Twitch stream for your first album.
2: Uh, no, yeah, that's cool. You, you, yeah, that's uh, that was really fun, and uh, I keep saying um, I want to keep we want we want to keep doing those. Um, there's a lot of stuff on the the back burner in terms of getting things done, but uh, I'm a huge nerd myself. I, I watch Twitch streams. Big
0: yeah. Any stuff. other tricks up your sleeves that we should keep an eye out for?
2: there's so many like creative things you can do in that on that platform um we're we're ultimately just focusing on the writing and the music right now
1: we had a fun idea to like create our own press channel Mm -hmm. Uh, like a whole new like just sales universe and make up our own interviews and interview ourselves and stuff since we don't have pr and stuff
0: but uh that's in the works so with all of this sort of fanfare and these tours um you know, y'all have been making music for a long time. Did you ever, did it ever occur to you that you would get this big?
2: No, um, there was never an intention of uh, making a career out of this. That's actually something Laura and I have grown to, to um, love. It's you know, you you, you, get, you get the opportunity to make it a career, and it's like, you know, the last thing you'd want to do is you know throw it into the wind. And I feel like that's one of the big strengths of us is that we were able to adapt. To our, you know, to our growth over time, um, and that's that's really why, you know, why we're here today. It's like
1: uh, definitely didn't expect to have success with. I've all I've always wanted to do music. I didn't expect to have success in this project. And like Jordan was saying, we've we've grown with it, and we've adapted to things, and we're still here, and it's still getting bigger. So I think we just feel really grateful for that.
0: How do you feel like you know? Kind of gaining this level of support and all that. Do you think it's changed the direction that you've taken with your music at all, or are you still kind of staying your course?
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel I feel like once something becomes work in any realm in any you know industry, like you know any any hobby passion, uh, it definitely becomes different. You know, making music uh, isn't just about you know uh, channeling your creativity anymore. It's like how you know what what's what's the next song that's gonna you know, generate royalties, you know, it's you know, if you frank, you know, that's that's the real deal. And I I feel like uh that that's a part of the, the growing, you know, is learning how to balance, you know, making, you know, putting the making the stuff you wanna make, you know, purely out of uh, just being passionate and, you know, considering having a career. so, so but I I'm I would say something that we always stress is to just do the work that we enjoy doing. Um and uh, that that's 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 the that's the ethos. Just don't make anything that you wouldn't make, you know. Otherwise,
1: um, yeah, it's definitely hard for us to keep up. I think with all the industry bands and their press cycle, their album, just everything's on this massive cycle. They have photo shoots and interviews and videos, and we're just two people who love making music together and are just trying to keep up. So like Jordan said, is a balance.
0: So y'all will be kicking off your tour uh, on March 28th, I think in Jacksonville, and then you'll be in Nashville uh, at the basement East on March 30th, which I'm really excited for. I'll be there. Uh, does this feel like a different type of tour this time around? I know y'all have been to Europe and.
2: Yeah, that was very early in our, our career. It, it, I, I consider it a more of like a, just, you know, kind of a vacation and, playing while we're there uh the turnouts were pretty amazing in some places like berlin and london um and now it was 2015 when we went so that's uh, funny
1: that jordan called it a vacation because we played more shows than we did yeah, our days like, there it was actually really grueling
2: <laughs> kind of you know underplayed it but no that that was a boot camp for tour like a lot of what we learned about touring came from that from that year of touring um it's just like you know, it's you're gonna be playing shows with that many people there. Like, you, you know, you're gonna have to move your stuff, you know, for for a mile. Like, you know, sometimes you know, and there's no Uber for you. Like, um, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, we're excited to go back.
0: How do you feel the dynamic with your audience changes in a place like mm-hmm. Stockholm versus, say, your hometown of Orlando or you know somewhere else domestic?
1: I don't think it has to do with necessarily the city. Um... Sometimes you can tell it's a Tuesday. It's like very sobering when you play a show on a Tuesday. But um, yeah, definitely there's a difference between American audiences and European audiences. But um, we had a great time in Nashville last time we were there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah a lot of the cities that we have never been to, uh, the, the reception was amazing. Um, so yeah, there's definitely, you know, people are definitely more excited when you've never been to a place. All right, that does, that's not to say that the people that, in Orlando, aren't just as excited. It's there's there's you know it's amazing to see you know people in your own yeah. city like you know come out and you know it feels like you know it feels just as special as anywhere else.
0: Absolutely, and uh, Malcolm, so you're a touring member. Um, That's right. Ha- how do you kind of balance, um, kind of replicating the experience of what's on the album uh, for a live setting, as well as kind of adding your own your own background, your own flair, Um, how does that dynamic sort of work out for you?
3: Well, that's been a a fun challenge for me, Um, just like knowing Lauren and Jordan and hearing Sales very early on before I was in the band, I've always been a fan (laughs) of the way they program the drums and their taste for rhythm. And it's, it's, it's almost cooler that neither one of them played drums because I feel like, they're more inclined to do things that are experimental and kind of off kilter. So Mm -hmm. when I'm playing it out live, I want to stay as true to that as possible and maintain that those idiosyncrasies that I hear on the record. Um, but at the same time, I want to give people a reason to not just stay home and listen to the record. So I want to bring energy and, and round out the sound, um, but again, kind of keep it within that that sales universe. So, and I I have to give definitely some of that credit to what the feedback that Lauren and Jordan give me, and also our our audio engineer Michael, who does a good job helping me um, kind of narrow down a good drum sound that complements their songs and and their guitar work and everything else best.
0: On tour, do you all have any like rituals we should know about? Anything uh, that kind of keeps the keeps the train going
1: yeah what keeps the train going Surge.
2: our late night <laughs> eating club
1: uh, that's <laughs> one of the
2: yeah we have post show ritual uh, we have a little club you know that we call the late night eating club and usually it's just me and uh either michael or malcolm lauren, lauren rarely rarely attends We joke that like you know if you miss a couple meetings you're just out of the club <laughs> but you know who's gonna who's gonna pass up a late night meal every now and then yeah, yeah. Especially we, uh, after
1: a long day. Yeah, we do a little whiskey before the show, and uh, every show we have a song at the end called Number One Hit Single that is like supposed to be improvising and lets us sort of let the let out, but, I guess.
3: Be a little more spontaneous, especially once you've been playing a certain set and you've gotten comfortable. You want to still be able to bring fresh energy, not let it get stale.
0: Well, speaking of that energy, do y'all... Find you're able to write on tour, or is it all just focused on you know being in kind of the live element?
1: I don't know how people write on tour. I get exhausted. four <laughs>
2: bus driver. Um, oh,
1: that's hot. Yeah, we, we, we drive, drive the van. Tried,
2: um, but you know because we run a small operation and we're you know we literally toured four, five, you know six six people at most, um, and everybody is working really hard to. To, you know, to, to to run the production, you know, moving stuff around, uh, but, you know, emails, you selling, know, the, merch. The, yeah, selling merch, like everybody's, you know, capable of doing every job. So, uh, and that's why we're able to tour so effectively and economically. Uh, but that does, you know, make it hard for you to be able to work on things on tour. So when we're on tour, it's like a very tour, fo- you know, focusing on just getting to the next show and, you know, being being prepared for the next show.
1: Eat, sleep, drive, yeah. play for like an <laughs> hour.
2: How, how, we do have a portable studio. We've we been on the road. And, you know, I feel like it's one of those things you just got to, you know, learn to do. Um, I feel like the people that do write songs on tour, they've probably been on tour for decades. Yeah. and Learn to, you know, fit that into their... Uh, you know, their I think
1: our writing process also doesn't lend itself to that, like, writing tunes on the road. Like, we don't just, like jangle out some chords on an acoustic guitar and like write the words and then go to the studio later. We always work way different than that. Yeah. We're yeah. in the studio, we lay stuff down, we build like off of three. like one piece. It's like very improvised. It's very in the moment. So if you don't have like a moment to spare, you we don't we won't get very far.
2: Yeah, like the studio is a part of the it's, it's like a tool, like a part of the writing process. It's it's rare that I'm just like riffing out a you know, on a guitar and like write a whole song that way. Um, um, I'm the type that I need I need to be able to like lay out the parts and hear them back and explain like, yeah, like I, I'm I like arranging music. So it's like if I can't arrange all the parts, like and see you know play in the back, you know instantly it's hard it's hard to get into the mode of, of writing.
0: What do you see as the next steps in your progress as a band? Do you have like a, you know, sort of a trajectory, or are you uh, just going to keep, you know, making music that you love?
1: Oh yeah, we're going to become an electronic act, <laughs> like a hundred and ten percent.
2: Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah, that, yeah. If you want to get spicy with the headlines, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, back to the whole making what we want to make. Um, well, specifically right now, we've been working on this remix of a, of a song off the record, off the latest record called Rainy Day Loop. And it's a house, housey club style remix. So, yeah, we, uh, we figured, like, you know, this is something we're able to, capable of doing. So why not? Um, so,
1: yeah, Jordan took to that remix like a fish to water. <laughs> I've never seen work of that. And I forget, like, when I met Jordan, he was making electronic music and, like, Doing re- like when I was in a punk band, Jordan was making remixes. We were both on our own separate trajectories. So the sales sound came from us sort of synthesizing the like rock and electronic music. But now I think I'm tired of the rock. I'm ready to go full <laughs> electronic with Jordan.
2: Uh, yeah, th- I think we can bring something to the electronic scene that's, you know, uh, cool. You know, and there's a lot of great acts out there in the electronic realm, like not just going up there. In a pleasant play, like there's actually a lot of musicianship in that realm. So, um, kind of curious about how we how we can end up at you know Electric Daisy Carnival or <laughs> or, Soul or something, you know?
0: Well, I guess you know if your if your rock days are numbered, I'm uh, looking forward to <laughs> catching catching that uh, on uh, on March 30th, and then maybe the next time you're here, uh, maybe it'll be a whole different vibe, and I can't wait to see that either. Yeah.
2: So, uh, and we promise it'll be the sales sound, no matter what genre you know we we end up experimenting with and that's something that we have come to like that's something like you know when, you, when music becomes a career you're like you know do i gotta you know do i have to lock myself into this thing and i think we're starting to feel more free and you know to be able to just do whatever you want to do because um, yeah, yeah if you want to listen to the you know indies you know stuff the, the, the records are there <laughs>
0: sweet well uh thanks so much for interviewing with me i think that's about all i have uh, do you have any final messages
2: for our for our listeners
1: yeah we love you nashville
2: yeah thanks so much nashville can't wait to see you again you really blew our worlds last time
1: see y'all there In to draw my hands across all that we My friends don't even recognize my face. Watch me fade.